Hey, what's up? And thanks for listening to the Give Me Understanding podcast. I'm the host, Aaron Dodson. Psalm 119 verse 34 describes this podcast. The psalmist wrote in the long ago, Give me understanding and I shall keep your law. Indeed, I shall observe it with my whole heart. This is the podcast where I discuss the sacred text and I do my best to help myself and others understand it so that we can keep God's law and observe it with our whole heart. I recently came across an article that a brother in Christ had written. Uh, I think maybe published it originally on Facebook, and it was titled, Surprised When Searching the Scriptures. I thought that it was a very good uh, brief article, brief post, and so I wanted to share some thoughts from that article uh, that he wrote with you. With today's technology, Bible study has become easier and quicker than ever before. One innovation that expedites Bible study is the ability to search it is the ability to search for anything in the Bible very quickly with Bible software. You can do it on Google, but you can also use eSword and there are many other Bible programs and Bible software uh, programs available. A person can learn quickly from simple searches. And many people are very surprised at what they find or fail to find. And I want to share some examples that this brother drew out that I think should concern most people who profess to be Christians in America today. The first of these phrases for which someone should search is the phrase faith only. You'll hear that phrase used often in Christendom and denominationalism. You'll hear preachers say, there's nothing that a person needs to do to be saved. All you got to do is have faith. Or you will actually hear the phrase used, a person is saved by faith only. And folks, these religious leaders who say these things, they will go to various contexts in an attempt to prove that a person only has to believe that faith only is all that's required. But I'd like to use a dictionary very quickly and help us to appreciate the meaning of words. The definition of the word only means and no one or nothing more besides solely or exclusively. When used as an adjective, it means alone of its or their kind, singular or solitary. And used as a conjunction, it means except that, but for the fact that. So when you use the word only, you're talking about solely or exclusively. It's very dangerous and it's very foolish to use the phrase to use the words together that a person is saved by faith only. If you were to search the phrase faith only, you would only get one verse and listen very closely to what that one verse says. You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. Another search that I would encourage you to do is the search for the phrase faith alone. 
Again, you'll hear those exact words used. A person is saved by faith alone. Search that phrase in the Bible and you get zero results. So not only when you search the phrase faith only, does it not prove the denominational idea of faith only apart from repentance or baptism or faithful commitment to Christ, but it actually says... You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. So a person is not justified by faith only. The passage is very emphatic. My brother James is very clear. James 2, 24. And then again, search for the phrase faith alone. There are zero results. But let's continue this further. Search for the phrase grace only or grace alone and you get zero results. Search for the phrase, ask Jesus, as in ask Jesus to come into your heart, a common phrase that's used by many professing religious leaders, many professing Christians. Search for the phrase, ask Jesus, and you get zero results. Zero results. Search for the phrase, accept Jesus, as in accept Jesus as your personal Savior, which is a phrase that's used ad nauseum in the religious world. And yet, you get zero results. Search for the phrase, personal Savior, and you get zero results results. Let me pause there. I want to put a peg there. Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3 verse 20. Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. Someone says, there you have it. This verse says, ask Jesus into your heart or accept Jesus or tell him, ask him to be your personal savior and he will come in and dine with you and you with him. Dear listeners, dear friends, context is king. Look closely at Revelation 3. Verse 14, and to the angel or messenger of the church of the Laodiceans, this was a message written to people who were already saved. Not what we call an alien sinner, someone outside of the blood of Christ, someone not in covenant relationship with Christ. This was written to people who were in covenant relationship with Christ. Let's read the whole text together. Revelation 3, verse 14, beginning. And to the angel, the messenger of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things says the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. 
Because you say, I am rich, you have become wealthy and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich, and white garments, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes with eye salve, that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten, discipline. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. To whom is he speaking? The church of the Laodiceans, verse 14. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Upon whose door is he knocking? The door of atheist? No, not in this context. The, the, the door of an agnostic? No, not in this context. Uh, someone in a denomination? No, not even that. This is speaking of the church, not a denomination. What about someone who is close to being right, but they're not right with God, they're not a Christian yet, they're, they've not yet made a decision? No, to the church. The church are those who have been saved, Acts 2.47. Those who have gladly received the word and been baptized, Acts 2.41. That's the gospel. That's not Aaron. That's not Church of Christ doctrine. That's, that's Holy Spirit doctrine, Acts chapter 2. Verse 41 and 47. Listen closely. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, anyone who? Anyone of the church at Laodicea. If they hear his voice and they open the door, he says, I'm going to come in and dine with you and you with me. And to him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. Folks, this passage is not teaching someone who's not saved to accept Jesus or to ask Jesus in their heart or to accept Jesus as their personal Savior. Those phrases will not be found anywhere in the New Testament. You can read and study and you can use the innovations that we have today the Bible software, the technology that's available, and you can search any decent translation of the Bible, and you can see faith only, faith alone, grace only, ask Jesus, accept Jesus, personal Savior. These phrases are not found in the Scriptures except the phrase faith only. It's found once. And that passage does not say that a person is saved by faith only. It says that a person is justified by works and not by faith only. Very clear. Very clear. Now I want to address one more matter regarding James chapter 2. I have heard denominational preachers say, well, that's not talking about being justified. That's talking about being justified or sanctified would be the word they use. Sanctified after you're already justified. This is talking about uh, something that a person does before others to be justified before men. Folks, that is a ridiculous argument to make. I do not need to be justified before you or before others. The only person before whom I need to be just as if I'd never sinned is King Jesus. 
the argument that these verses are describing in their context, being justified before humans, is ridiculous. That is something, a dodge tactic, that denominational teachers and preachers will use to get around the fact that the passage is plain, that the passage very clearly teaches that an individual is justified when they do what God told them to do in faith, as did Abraham, and that their belief and faith work together with their works. No, not their human meritorious works. The works of faith that God required in order for them to be in the place where God can justify them in Christ. And incidentally, this turns into an argument or a discussion about baptism. And I'm not going to spend uh, much time on this, but Colossians 2.12 needs to be considered very carefully by both members of the church and those who are not very carefully. Yes, an individual submits to baptism, but that person is passive in so doing. Repent and be baptized, Acts 2. 38. Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins. Acts 2, 38. A person actively arises, they are passively baptized, they submit to God's ordinance, and they receive what God said they would receive when they obey in faith, as did Abraham. Abraham never had faith only. Never. 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 He always had faith that did what God told him to do. Look back very closely at James chapter 2, verse 21. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Folks, when is an adverb of time. And his faith and obedience worked together and his faith was perfected, verse 22. So our obedience does not earn. Our obedience is the means by which God places us in the location where is justification in Christ. Romans 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but walk according to the Spirit. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God. And it was accounted to him, it was credited to him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. Not by faith only. Dear listener, if you believe or you know someone who believes that a person is saved by faith only, it should strike you. It should strike you. Strange, weird, crazy, and obviously presenting a huge problem 
that when you search the phrase faith only in the Bible, the one verse that has the phrase, it says, then a person's justified by works and not by faith only. Not by faith only. And you search the phrase faith only, you get zero results. Faith only, excuse me, faith alone. You get the phrase, you search for the phrase even grace only, grace alone, zero results. You search for the phrase ask Jesus, as in ask Jesus to come into your heart. No results, zero results. Search the phrase accept Jesus. Mm -mm. You search for the phrase personal Savior, zero results. And please, please, don't go to Revelation 3 and say, see, it says, knock on the door, you just ask him in. And folks, that's talking about children of God, people that are already in a covenant relationship with God who need to be zealous and repent to come back to where they once were in the good graces of God. Folks, it should scare you to death to the point that you would be willing to leave whatever false ideology or false church or false belief, false activity, False practices, if your religion is based on the idea of saved by faith alone, there's no such thing. There is no such thing as being saved by faith alone. That is Augustinian Calvinism. It's not gospel. And by the way, John Calvin was not the first person to teach faith alone. The first person recorded in history that popularized it was Augustine in the third century. There is no passage in the New Testament. And folks, somebody says, well, it was older than that. Somebody in the first century said it. It's not in the 27 canonical books of the New Testament. Somebody says, oh, yeah, it is. Here's a verse that says you're saved by faith. And here's another verse that says you're saved by faith. And here's another verse that says you're saved by faith. And here's 5,500 verses that say you're saved by faith. And I agree with all 5,500 verses in their context. And none of them explicitly say, by faith alone or by grace alone. None of them. Not a one. Not a one. Somebody says, well, you know, if you study the five solas and you you study the writers of the reformers, then you'll understand what faith alone means and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I don't want to study. I don't need to study. Nor do I have to study the writings of the reformers. All scripture is given by the breath of God. And it is profitable for all things that make me complete before God. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. I don't need to read the writings of the reformers to help me understand what they meant by faith alone, grace alone, and all that. I don't need to study them. I don't want to study them because it's easy to be misled. And not only that, but I don't have to. I don't have to go through John Calvin to get to Jesus. I don't have to go through, somebody says, well, I don't have to go through you, Aaron. I don't have to go through your podcast. Amen, you don't. My job is to help people get into the one way by teaching exactly what the Bible says, nothing more, nothing less. But when you have someone who makes statements about salvation, about how to be saved, about how to become a Christian, about how to get into Christ, and they make things up. Like, oh yeah, you're saved by faith only. Oh, it's by faith alone. Oh yeah, we're saved by grace only. 
grace only. Again, I'm looking at a dictionary. And by the way, this dictionary is not written by a member of the Church of Christ. This is the Oxford Dictionary. Uh, no one or nothing more besides. So no one or nothing more besides than faith. So no repentance, no confession of faith, no baptism into Christ. Faith alone. No godly living, no loving Jesus, mind you. Just faith. Just faith. You believe in God. You believe Jesus is the Son of God. So I says, well, um, well, love, love's entailed in faith, biblically. I agree. And so is repentance. And so is confession of Jesus as Lord. And so is baptism into Christ. The same door that you open to say, oh, well, when I say faith only, I don't mean just academic faith. I mean trusting in Jesus and loving him with all your heart. Yeah, because the Bible teaches that, Matthew 22, 36 to 40, the greatest command. That's what faith is. Faith is believing and trusting. But you have the Spirit using these other words. They all go together. We can't have doctrines where we say faith only, love only, grace only, repentance only. How foolish would a person think I am and would I actually be if I said baptism only, confession only. Folks, here's my charge to you. You may be someone that you don't deal with this firsthand, but you know someone who does or you will meet someone who is teaching these things or has been taught these things. And, and please, dear listener, please, Jesus loves you. He wants you to come to the knowledge of the truth and be saved, 1 Timothy 2, 4. Here's, here's, here's what you need to know and be aware of. When someone uses the word only, and that's an English word, O-N-L-Y, that means no one or nothing more besides, solely, exclusively. When you have someone using that adverb or as it's used as an adjective or a conjunction, except that, but for the fact you need to take a you need you need to pay attention. You need to listen closely. Have your Bible out. And when you recognize that for what it is that the Bible doesn't say those things, reject it. Stand against it, oppose it, and warn your family and your friends who have who have bitten the bullet of Augustinian Calvinism instead of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ is simple and pure. It's straightforward. It can be understood. Paul wrote that in Ephesians 3, 3 and 4. It can be understood. When you read my epistle, he wrote, Ah, so, here we have it. It's amazing that people can be surprised when they search the scriptures. We have technology. You can search, word search, boom, boom, boom. You can learn. If God wanted us to know that a person is saved by faith only, he would have, he would have said that. And he would have never given any other conditions. If he wanted us to know that salvation was by faith alone, it seems like to me he would have said, you're saved by faith alone. If he wanted us to know that, no, it's not faith alone, it's by grace alone, 
he would have said grace alone, grace only. If he wanted me to ask Jesus into my heart by saying something or thinking something in my heart or saying a phrase from my heart to Jesus, if he wanted me to say, I accept you, Jesus, as my personal say, if that's what he wanted, he would have said it. Because God has that ability and God has said what he wants. He has said what he wants. And he hasn't said any of these things. You can do a word search, very clear. No faith alone, no grace alone, no grace only. No ask Jesus, no accept Jesus, no personal Savior. Folks, help others to see this. Let's wake up and let's be loyal to Jesus and his word, not seminaries and commentaries. And, and, and what the Reformed writer said and, and what this Catholic guy, Methodist and Presbyterian, Episcopalian and Mormon and on and on and on and on. Folks, please, please search the scriptures. It may be that you will be surprised when you search them. Folks, I have searched the scriptures in my life and I have been surprised about different things. And I have striven to bring my life into conformity with what I read in the sacred text. And I hope, trust, and believe that you do, or you will. Thank you so much for listening to the Give Me Understanding podcast. If you have a comment or a question or a concern, reach out to me. You can find me on social media and other places. I'd be happy to try to answer any questions from Scripture that I can. My desire is to teach the text and to live by the text because it is the Word of the living God. Give me understanding. And I shall keep your law. Indeed, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Thanks for listening. God bless. And I will catch you next time.